0: Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos here. I've got with me Manos and Maria Finderkakas from eView. I'm so pumped because I read Manos's book um, on a flight uh, about six months ago and I said to myself, I'm definitely gonna interview him. And Manos said he's gonna have Maria with him, um, both directors of the business. Um, For the viewers out there, can you give us the 60 second snapshot of what eView is? How many offices and, yeah, just
1: a short question. Yeah, um, okay. We started operation in November 2006, so we've been operating for seven years now. Since then, uh, we've grown from a team of four to over 100. Yeah. Uh, we currently have two regional offices and we've just franchised three new offices just this month. So it's exciting. and We've transacted 3,943 properties in those seven years as of yesterday. Just over 1.8 billion um, in sales.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you in the business that you've done? What's your average price, roughly? Uh, four hundred and thirty-two. 400, yeah. Okay, four hundred and thirty-two. Uh, and what's a little bit unique? There was a line I read that says something about we want people not. Uh, uh, in, you bring it out. Yes. business
2: for themselves, but not by themselves. Is yes. that the one? We yeah. want
0: we want people in business for themselves but not by themselves. Exactly. And what does that mean to you?
2: Well, it means that the way we look at it, if you're a salesperson out there today, it doesn't matter how you get paid, I believe you're a business owner. Right. Uh, if your commission structure is commission only or retainer, you're a business owner because you're working Sunday nights, Saturday nights, so we wanted individuals that wanted to go into business not not have a shop front or anything like that, but actually run their own business under our brand. Right. And we'll help them with all the services that we provide so that they don't have to wear all these tent hats and worry about trust accounting and, and marketing and, and all the other things that we can do in the back end to help them.
0: Right. Okay. So, I mean, one would assume that a good person, even though... They're in sales and they might not be our principal. They are working for themselves. Aren't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I guess, as directors, what we really
1: focus on is our agents are our customers. So we don't look at them as our employees or um, anything
0: like that stuff. They're team members, but they are uh, our customers.
1: They're our clients. Right.
0: Mm. Okay. Your time in real estate gives you a really good helicopter view of what good agents do. Most of my audience is 14,300 salespeople. Uh, some of them are principals, but most of my audience that are watching this are salespeople. Sales what would you say that you've noticed successful qualities of, of, of salespeople? Have you been able to say these are seem to be common denominators?
2: They have some so- sort of consistency with their prospecting and keeping in touch with people. They don't do it for a few weeks and then... Not do it
1: ever again. So the consistency and the structure in their business is what makes them successful. That's what I believe. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, I liken it to, to their DNA and I say there's five DNAs in, in, a, in a salesperson. That's their degree of natural attitude, their accountability, their mm. ambition, uh, approachability um, and... Oh, accountability. One, but, yeah, accountability. Okay,
0: so gang there, you're hearing it from people that are running successful business of having lots of salespeople the DNA, the brain tattoo, is of people that have got structure, process, yeah. that they're consistent, that they're not doing this spur-of-the-moment behaviour, up one mm-hmm. day, down the other, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit away from the normal salesperson, because most salespeople are generally all about emotions, aren't yes. they, and how they, and how they feel, yeah. and they do what they feel like doing, not what they should be doing. Yes. You know, um, Can I ask, um, you're, an, you're a client of News Limited, but you also produce your own print guide. Yes. Every month you do thirty to 50,000
1: copies. Yes, it's, it's bi-monthly, so we do one uh, every two months, uh, and it is between the 30,000 to 50,000 that we produce. Right. It's called the Melbourne Preview. Right. Um, and it is a new newspaper-style uh, magazine uh, yes. that we distribute and produce for the team. And yeah, it, it's worked exceptionally well. We've delivered over a million copies today. Okay, and they're,
0: they're just um, dropped around.
2: We, we direct mail them as well to the, to our VIPs, our landlords, database, our database. So clients. direct mail, wrapped and mailed to those people. But obviously, our guys that come out top for inspections, um, letterbox drop them, all that. Into the, yeah. co- in the Coffee shops, areas. Yeah, yeah. Right,
0: yeah. okay. Um, At what point do you think uh, um, a salesperson should be putting on uh, an assistant, uh, a support
1: person? Look, again, it depends on the individual and obviously their capacity. Um, And it's to do with volume rather than the the number of uh, the actual GCI that they they bring in. Some people obviously write big GCI uh, per transaction, and then there's others like in our uh, in uh, in our area where it's high uh, volume but yeah. low uh, commissions. It also so, depends
2: on the support of the office exactly. as well. Um, like we've got a team of six at our Frankston office that supports our agents in regards to putting everything on the news, doing all of their marketing, putting it up on the internet, in boards, all those things, that, all administration is supported by the office, right. so really they'll probably get a BA a little bit later, mm, and that BA will be more of a a person that generates more business rather than just admin, because right. we cover that in our office. So
1: it just depends. Right. Yeah. So looking at our structure, so if you worked on numbers, someone riding in our business at three hundred thousand wouldn't need no. a, a PA. Their personal income would be two hundred thousand. Uh, once they want to exceed the three hundred we have a number of people that go over the three hundred to the five hundred, six hundred, then, we, then we recommend to put an assistant because right up until the three hundred mark, all the services even from prospecting provided. were provided from the office. So we look right. at a, uh, were essential
0: services. Okay, Organized so it. essentially what you're saying is that dependent on the level of um, support services yeah. your current mm. business has will determine on whether you're putting in well, one at 200 GCI or 400 GCI yeah. or what have you.
2: And if you need someone just for admin or for a sales creator. Right.
0: Mm. Which mm. is, yeah, so, depending on the support that you're getting. Um, what's more important, admin or sales creator? If someone was sitting there watching a video... What's, easy question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a sales creator, right. uh, without a doubt. Uh, I, think I think they're both, both, they're board. both very yeah. important,
1: but the, the from an office perspective, I think you could administer the administration and yeah, the, definitely. that support a lot better than an individual sales agent. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure our sales agents, and yeah. if you speak to all the top performers, all they're doing is listing, and pros- sell. uh, selling, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and negotiating, and obviously prospecting. Um, they need to be out of the office, they can't be
0: bogged down with paperwork. Mm-hmm. Gang, to you, what does prospecting mean? Sorry, <laughs> I G- gang's, gang's a word yes. I'll pull you both. Instead oh. of me saying Malice oh, and yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: that's great. Oh, to me, it, it, What's prospecting? it's all the percenters. I think people really discount what all the one percenters mean, and it means it's how you present yourself at the open, it's how you rock up to your listing uh, appointment, it's how you're treating your, your current buyers, it's how you, you actually conduct yourself in the in the, the whole environment of real estate. Um, it's how you walk into the office. Yeah. It's it's all that. It's how from a business perspective as well. I look at as it. how you treat your suppliers. How how are your, are your suppliers your raving fans? Yeah. So yeah. we're really bidding on obviously our services that we provide to our agents, and we follow through with our suppliers and making sure that they're looked after because they're sometimes our best referrers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Prospecting is everything, and it's yeah. all those little one percenters yeah. that add up to hundred percent very, very quickly.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. beautiful. Your five best tips to people out there: what would you recommend, suggest to them if they're at the moment, you know, um, um, struggling? What are some of the things that you would say to them to improve their business?
2: Um, be more visible
0: be more visible
2: absolutely if I had to do it again when I first started I would definitely just um, market myself a lot more Um, and and that means everything from editorials to um, that you can get in the newspaper uh, bigger ads um, just be more visible more open for inspections midweek opens uh, have that um, impression out in your uh, BDA that you are the expert in that area and just put yourself out there more that would be number one for me um, again, if I had to do it again, um, database everyone that I met from the beginning. Yeah. Um, we're talking 12 years ago and a lot of it, we will talk a little bit differently and it's just leased and the buyers will come. I, I say to my guys now, buyers, vendors, landlords, tenants, they're all people and just database everybody and keep in touch. If you can do that, your business will just skyrocket a lot quicker. Um, you'll get there a lot faster. Um, Become an well, expert
1: in the listing presentation. You yeah, need to become that was an expert really in the good. listing presentation. Yeah. Um, yeah, burn the, burning the bridge, and obviously our previous speaker um, spoke about yeah. that, but burning the bridge and making sure that you're not quitting every second day. Because I found that uh, obviously uh, going through the industry, a lot of people are actually thinking about quitting. So they're not doing the activities today for the, the return 12 yeah. months to 24 it's months. It's a long we, term, isn't long-term. it? It's long term. So a once you make that decision, it's a lifestyle choice, not a career, and you're going to be in it for the long haul. It, it's really simple to put the processes in place and actually do the activities you need to, um, yeah. and not expect the now vendor because you know the now vendor is actually twelve months away. Yeah. So it's it's all those things.
2: And training as well. We're, we're oh. really big on training. We do it in our office. You know, we have two training sessions. Um, so comes a week. It? A week yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Definitely every Thursday. But we sent our guys out. Um, to events like this, we just try and do as much as we can and, and you can never do enough.
0: Okay, never I'll... become an expert, no. you know. Okay, so I'm just going to recap. There was some gold stuff there that were coming from Manos and Maria. Um, talked about being visible, not mm. just, you know, a lot of people just maybe uh emphasize trying to get perfect before they get out there. Just yes. get out there. Mm. Yeah. Be visible, make it easy for people to say yes by you being out there. Uh, The other thing that you talked about is databasing, having a good stay-in-touch strategy, understanding that your business is the database. It's the same with an optometrist. It's Mm. the same as anyone's business. It's the the, the quality and the quantity of the data in your system is your business. Uh, Number three, you talked about um, having the the positioning of being considered an expert. You also talked about training. Um, The fact that I and mean, that's what we've been doing here today um, just making sure that you do exactly what AFL teams do and that is that they uh, mm-hmm. they sweat in training so they don't bleed in battle um, they, 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 like they, that. They, they they practice during the week so on Saturday it feels effortless yeah. You know, um, I want to talk to you about vendor paid advertising because in many ways my life is underpinned by that oh, um, sure. it's my living you guys are exceptional at Um, having brand and presence and you've got a lot of visibility in the marketplace and you're good at getting vendor paid marketing. Mm -hmm. What's the secrets? What's some of the stuff that you can share with the audience? on getting
2: BPA. I think first of all, when you're in front of a vendor and you're trying to help them to get the best price for their home, you've got to believe in the strategy that you're presenting to that vendor. Yeah. So first of all, you've got to be a believer. Second of all, you can't leave anything to chance these days or um, say to people, well, trust me, that's going to work. You know, people are full of information. Yeah. You said it before, they can Google everything. We're not the gatekeepers of information anymore. So yeah. you need to provide them with facts. And what we've done, Menos has put a brilliant process in place at our office. It's called um, the Sold Story. Um, So we've got a system where our agents uh, put through the pager and through an email, every time they sell the property, uh, everything about that that sale. So how many days it took to sell, um, uh, where the lid came from. So we collect all that information and we make it into a sold book, sold story book. We've got fifty agents, so we've got heaps of properties. We 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 redo it every couple of weeks, don't we? Mm. So our agents, when they go out into a listing presentation, they go out with proof. So this is what's selling in the area. Um, You know, this is a marketing campaign spend. The marketing and the majority of our our buyers come within ten k radius in our Mm Frankston office anyway, where we do, do most of our stats. So your um your buyers live in the area so they will look in the local newspaper they will look on the internet they will look in all of these different mediums so you need to be in everything to be able to attract a uh, heaps of uh, you know a lot of people there so you can get a really good price
1: also um uh, uh, when I was, Obviously we're not listing or selling uh, principles at the moment, yeah. but when I was out there in the field I used to make it really, I try to m- use analogies, and you know, always say to save time use analogies, I used to say to, uh, to a vendor, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, you could purchase this pen at either Big W or at David Jones, where would you expect to pay more?
0: David Jones. Why? Oh, because it's, you know that they're dearer, it's better quality, it's better experience, it's,
1: yeah. It's the same when representing your home in the marketplace. You have a choice to go with low quality or with high quality. Do you think the buyers would interpret your property as better value as in oh. uh, to pay a lot more by the, by the market? Absolute so gold. that's the analogy that I use. Where here's we, it, here's another thing I've
0: just plagiarized for my next training <laughs> session, which is basically all my training sessions, taking ideas from other people's experiences. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Yeah. You're the. You're basically improving the perceived value. You're Absolutely. saying, you're saying if I'm buying water, Pellegrino at the Hilton Hotel, it's going to be expensive because exactly. I know that's the deal. In your mind, you've got perceived value, and that's what you're doing with marketing. Your you're buyers coming to the property ex- will see perceived value because of the
1: quality marketing that you're doing. They expect to pay more.
2: And that's so, what we need to create for our vendors. Yes. At, at the end of the day, mm. the best the, our job is to get the maximum price.
1: Well,
0: I would, the... uh, Mary, I would actually assume, the more I think about it, if that's the perceived value that you're creating, I think that if you're a seller, when you'd call you, you'd actually be already educated and mm. conditioned in your mind that I'm probably going to be paying a mm. decent mm. amount of yeah. marketing in, in, uh, and in fees. Mm. I'll pay more because they're David Jones. Mm. Yeah.
2: Also, before in your presentation, you said that the newspaper uh, reader or buyer that's going to come through the open for inspection or inquire about the property is more your passive buyer. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Right. And I'll tell you why and the way that I feel about it and what I deliver to my vendors at a listed presentation. When vendors are on the market and they're in the newspaper, they're buyers at the same time. So I think the hottest buyers out there right now looking are vendors on the market. So if you're not in the paper, how right? How, right. So what how you're how saying you're is,
0: so what you're you're, you're saying? How
2: hottest buyers
1: uh, are our vendors? Yeah, Miss Mr. Mrs. Vendor. There are currently, a yeah. hundred vendors Within. advertising their property in the local leading uh, newspaper mm. in our community. Those current uh, hundred vendors are the market. To they're looking to purchase, and they're
0: serious buyers. And aren't they're they? serious
1: buyers. So. Could so we would afford to it. miss out on one of the biggest? <laughs> oh, I love that. Could you afford to miss out on one of the biggest uh, capture tools? And and we know that the buyers will still go to, to the move. internet. And the perception that the internet is bringing. And look, I'm an avid fan of the internet. I know we, we named our brand after the eview, the electronic view, because we know it's going that way. But ever since we've started, we've never missed a week in print media because we know the value of print media uh, and, and how it amplifies your results using uh, the internet as well. So it's, it's got to be in everything. It's got to be
0: in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. absolute goal there. That, I, And I'm going to change it now, Maria, specifically. <laughs> going back to my PowerPoint, changing the words, print does not get the passive buyer anymore. It hot gets buy. the hot, serious buyer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because our vendors are our buyers. Yes, That's
1: right. Yes. So, and it's really easy to, to present to them. And I Mrs. Vendor, mm-hmm. these are the, your current buyers in the marketplace. Yeah. Do you want to miss Especially
2: out? Especially in the area where people move. And, I, and I'm sure the. The similar everywhere. Yeah, look, we know our area in France that they do. I mean, three one nine nine postcode. You can move from a two hundred fifty thousand dollar property all the way up to a two million dollar property. Um, so you can uh, have your first home buyer, then go to your you know small family home. Then you get kids. You got you downsize again. So you can stay in that postcode throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Peninsula is beautiful. So of course the the little newspaper reaches that that whole area. So you know beautiful. you're going to be in there.
0: Okay, gang, as we finish off here today, I'm going to ask you, it's a great book, that book that I read, uh, Manos. Yeah, what was that Building Your Own Real Estate Practice. Building Your Own. Did you
1: contribute to that? that no. Book? no. No? No. Oh, Only the story, the story at the beginning. Because yeah. obviously I came into the industry kicking and screaming. I certainly 10 years ago when Maria uh, came to us and said, oh, I want my own real estate practice, I was, you know... I was running our hospitality uh, business. You didn't think much about it? I didn't really think too much of uh, real estate agents. I thought they were down there with the car salesperson. But Maria was in the industry for two years, and then one day she rang me up, and uh, to cut a long story short, it was basically, honey, I bought a real estate business, and that's how we entered the real estate world.
0: As owners, right? For a, yes, a, a straight No, I, w- I was working for someone a for a year and a half, and, teams, and yeah.
2: then I um, we opened up a franchise with that with that company. That group. They Stayed gave with me, that for They gave me the, the opportunity, was I was very grateful, but I needed, and to do all the trust again because I'm a salesperson. Yeah. And all the systems you, and all Maria, that. Do you, Maria? You sell now? I don't anymore. Right. Um, Leewood calls me the lister of people, so right. I'm a recruitment a, a recruit. officer for our.
0: Okay, and and, you know, I mean, we spoke about this morning about every job's got two jobs. Yes, Um, a salesperson. One of the jobs is to find sellers, but a business owner. One of their jobs, apart from managing the business, is to find good people to actually have in the business, and that's what you do now.
2: Absolutely.
0: All righty. Well, listen, gang. I've covered everything I want to cover. Um, I just want to thank you. You do a, a great contribution. Nice, fresh, ethical um, a, approach to real estate. Thank you for sharing so many uh, good tips and insights, particularly the ones on uh, marketing. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks
2: for having us. Yeah, it's yeah, a pleasure. I really
0: it. Maria. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Sorry. you. Very much. Thank you.